Welcome to Finding Your Way, a podcast designed with survivors in mind. Conversations on this show help guide listeners toward finding solutions for safety and support as they navigate life from being a victim to becoming a survivor of violence. I'm your airtime advocate, Sarah Smith, and I represent a team of professionals from Care Lodge Domestic Violence Shelter, home-based in Meridian, Mississippi. When it comes to teaching young ones about love and relationships, no age is ever too young to start leading them in the right direction. We recently captured a few responses from children and youth of different ages and stages to see what their view is on love, emotions, and what makes a healthy relationship. I have a special guest with me here today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, ma'am. What's your name? Allie Grace. I'm Preston. Hi. Uh, my name is Ed and I am Sarah Smith's son. How old are you? I am 16. I'm going to ask you a few questions and I just want to see how you answer, okay? Okay. First question, how old do you think you have to be before you, ha- you can start dating someone? 13. 13? Okay. If you were going to date somebody, what kind of person would they have to be like? Mm, nice. Nice. Okay, what else? Mm, sweet. Sweet. Preston, how old do you have to be before you can start dating somebody? 16. 16. Why? Uh, because you're going to have to find a girlfriend first. But I, I would say probably um, 13 you know you're in your teens I think 13 so about seventh grade somewhere around there yeah what do you think it would be like when you start dating Mm, good good (laughs) who is somebody that you know that has a healthy relationship with their husband or wife or their boyfriend or their girlfriend You and Uncle Dad. (laughs) What makes you think that we have a healthy relationship? Because y'all are nice to each other. What else? Mm, Because y'all don't fight a lot. Preston, I'm going to ask you a few questions, okay? Yeah. Can you tell me a time when you were so happy? My birthday. Your birthday? Mm-hmm. What made you so happy on your birthday? Um, when we ate cake. You ate cake? Mm-hmm. Tell me about a time when you were so happy. Mm, when I got my bird. When you got your bird? Mm-hmm. What made you happy to get your bird? When I was finally getting it and, and we could spend time together. Like, I'd have somebody to spend time with because Mama's always he's on her computer doing work and Abby's always on the tablet or watching TV. Can you name one specific moment where you can remember just feeling happy? Uh, when I was in the goal with MYSO and soccer, I felt like I belonged somewhere and I could do something. Why do you think you felt that way in that moment? Probably because I had parents coming up to me and saying that I could do things and like the goal that most kids that age really couldn't do. 
made me feel good that I had other people, especially like on the opponent's team, come up to me and say, hey, you know, you, you're doing really good out in the field. If it was my skills or just my hair flowing, <laughs> just flying everywhere. Did you feel like you were a good player before you had affirmations from other people? I felt like, at, like after they told me like, and like had compliments coming to me, like I felt like I don't, I don't know other people noticed what I was doing. At first, I was just playing and I was having fun, and I didn't, you know, I was if I did good, I did good. I just didn't really think that much of it. But once people started like complimenting me, I was like, oh, okay, so I am doing good. It's to the point where I'm, people are noticing. So do you think that healthy relationships are modeled really well with parents nowadays in general? Um, like that they could probably look at their parents and be like, oh, that's nice, you know, I could do that. But I think they want to experience it in a way like they want to pretend like it's just like they're going into it. If they need help, then they're going to get help, but they kind of want to do things independently. Tell me about a time when you were really scared. Um, once I was at Aunt Lisa's pool, and I was little, and I went and jumped off the diving board, and then Nana's friend said, if you jump off the diving board, I'll give you a doll. And Mama was there, so she he held on to me and took me over to that diving board and jumped off with me. So when you were scared, you had somebody there with you to help guide you through that, huh? Mm -hmm. Did it make you feel better after you had someone with you? Mm -hmm. Do you think if everybody told you to jump off the diving board when you were scared that that would be helpful? Not really. Not really. That's a lot of pressure, isn't it? But you said when you had mama there with you helping you to jump off, what was she saying or doing that made you feel less scared? Do you remember? All she did was take me over there and jump off. So she went with you. Did she push you off? No. You jumped by yourself. We held hands and, and she, when she jumped, she, he pulled me in. So you jumped together at the same time. I bet that was nice. Not scary at all, huh? It was a little scary. A little bit? Because you didn't know what it was going to feel like? No. What do you think one of the hardest things about dating is? The breakups, that and trying to constantly have to try to feel thoughts, you know, hey, I, I want to make sure I'm doing this right and I'm doing this right so that you don't make her like, you don't want to be too much into the relationship to where you're texting them 24 seven and you don't want to not be into it where you're kind of just distant and you, you know they'll type you a paragraph and be like okay so, so how do you find that balance just kind of between extra and not enough just think of it as if you were the person you were texting you know if, it was, if you felt like it would be too much then you know just try to calm down in a relationship, I would probably say, you know, just like, you know, not don't, you know, text them. If y'all are if y'all are off and y'all have nothing to do, you know, y'all can t call each other. But try to just make sure that the other person is OK with talking. Make sure like you're not 
if they're like in the car or going somewhere or in town like you know don't call them you can text but don't text too much you know so you you've spoken a lot about digital stuff mm-hmm. but what about social interactions how do you feel about time spent together and who what do you do with your time and how you balance your time well you know when you get in a relationship it's they had different words back then i forgot all this different kind of words for it but when you would date you would date to marry and not everybody you date you're going to marry obviously but you know it's just your way of trying to see like what they're about some people when they date in high school can will end up getting married and some won't you know hanging out with them a lot you know can be good but you want to make sure they're not the only people you hang out with because if they're the only people you hang out with and something goes wrong in the relationship and then you have nobody to talk to because you've shut everybody out hmm. and that's not good because you need somebody to talk to Preston can you tell me a time when you were so scared when we at, when I was at our house and um, um, at the dark it's so scary about being in the dark at the old house mm-hmm um, the hat rat keeps scaring me. I, it looks like a human. It looks like a human? Mm-hmm. Are humans scary? No. No? Mm-hmm. So what it, What made it scary? It's because it looks like it had mad eyes, like on TV. And, um, it, it looked like it had boots and pants and a hat. Mm-hmm. So it looked like somebody's watching you in the dark? Mm-hmm. That does sound kind of scary. Can you tell me what would make the perfect night at home for you with your family? Mm-hmm. Cookies and milk. Cookies and milk? <laughs> and have it like a theater and watch TV. What would you want to watch on TV? Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday? Why do you like that movie so much? Cause the mom and daughter switch bodies. Would you want to switch lives with your mama for the day? <laughs> no. Why? Oh, oh, she has to take the dogs out, clean up after them. I don't even know all the stuff that she has to do for work. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that she does, huh? <laughs> Hard stuff. Preston, what would make the most perfect day at home with your family? Uh, having fun. What does that mean? Playing with each other. What would you play? A game that they might like, or me, I might like. Give me a couple games you like. Paintball, Batman. Why do you think communicating is a, a hard thing to figure out with couples? Because everybody's different, and it's not like a, it's the opposite of instructions. Instructions, it has one thing you have to do, and you have to do it to the point. But like, communication with people, is like going through instructions in all like the different languages. You know, everything's different. You can't tell what's what until it's, you know, too late or you find out later. That's a good example. What makes a good friend, honestly? Honestly. let Let me preface it a little bit. I think there's a lot of people in general of all ages that 
are really quick to call somebody their friend because they follow you on any social media platform or maybe you've interacted or commented on the same kind of things and they'll refer to that person to other individuals as their friend. So what really like makes a friend worthy of being called a friend? Again, communication, knowing that that, that someone's there for you, someone else, you know, take up for you, someone just to help you when you're down, motivator, just keeps you in check. That's a big thing, you know. Not, it's not, it's one thing being friends and just, you know, being like, oh yeah, he's my dude, that's my girl, you know, we're always hanging out with each other, going out, doing this and that, but if you're going down a road, the wrong road, and nobody's gonna tell you, but they tell you, that, that kind of shows that they're looking out for you and they're just trying to make sure that you stay safe and don't go down a bad road. Sounds like it's easier to see something when you're not directly involved. Yeah. And you're kind of like helping them see warning signs or something. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like football. You know, if you're the quarterback, you have this little limited space to see, especially with the helmet on. And so he might not see someone coming to the left. But, you know, if you're in the stadium all the way at the top, you can see everybody and what they're going to do and where they're going. And so it's easy for you to be like, there is a guy coming to your left, move. But he can't do it because he can't see or hear you. So you, can't, you can only do what you see. What kind of person do you, would you not want to date? A mean person. A mean person. So what kind of things do mean people do? Mm, take stuff. Take stuff take stuff away from you? Okay. What makes a good relationship? Uh, playing with my friend. So what if you grew up and got married and, and your wife said that you didn't need to go play with your friends? Would that be a good thing or a bad thing? A bad thing. Why? Because I'll be sad worrying about my friends. Yeah. Because, I'm going to tell you this, um, last time when I was playing my friends, uh, my, my friend, we was just playing at school in recess, um, my friend told me to stay inside and um, work, but I already done the work. How'd that make you feel? Bad. Where did you want to be? I want to be with my friends. Mm-hmm. So, when they told you that they, you, they wanted you to go back inside, that made you feel like you couldn't be with your friends mm -hmm. and it made you sad? Mm -hmm. What makes you have courage to say something to a friend that might be going through it? Well, it's never really hard for me. You know, I, I, I've, you know, helped a lot of friends in their relationships. And with one of them, the guy talked in a flirting way to two different girls, one girl one time and one girl three times. and. My friend knew about it each time, but she thinks that it's true love and that she really loves him and he really loves her because he gave her a promise ring. I told her, I said, a promise ring is meant to really promise that you'll get engaged one day. And, you know, if it, depending on the promise ring, you know, you'll always be there and all that. I told her, I said, this is nothing towards you, but I said, apparently you're affection and love isn't enough for him he has to go get other girls which isn't good it shows that he 
can't just stick with one person and they're just, she's just in a really toxic relationship but she spent 10 months with him and so she says it's just too much time to just throw all the way right then and I told her I said so are you just going to tolerate this for the rest of your life if you have to and she said yes I, I will because you know I spent, I've already spent too much time so I feel like she feels trapped so how would you know if somebody is having a hard time in a relationship? You can definitely tell just by looking at them, seeing how they interact and how they talk. Some will open up about it, some won't. Especially if they open up about it to you, you need to make sure that you are serious about it because they might not be opening up to anybody else and you're the only person that they trust. And you don't want to ruin that little bond. And so, like I said, it kind of just depends. Is that stressful? Yeah, it can be. Children and youth may not know the correct terms or definitions for isolation, manipulation, or recite every indicator of abuse. But what they can describe is what it's like to feel loved, supported, and happy. In our examples today, we heard from three different people between the ages of 6 and 16 who've observed both healthy and unhealthy habits between couples and their little piece of this world. Whether we accept the role or not, our relationship with others serves as a template of how we are to support our partner and handle conflict in healthy ways. In this case, actions and words both matter for the generations coming up behind us. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for Finding Your Way. Remember, you are the expert of your situation and help is only a phone call away. Be safe and love one another. If you want to know more about what was shared on today's podcast, check out the links provided in the show notes or visit us online at carelodge.com. Make sure to follow Care Lodge on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. If you need help, call 601-693-4673. That's 601-693-HOPE. If you're not in the East Central Mississippi area, you can call the National Domestic Abuse Hotline at one 800 799-7233. That's 1-800-799-7233.